It's 7 o'clock on Utah's Morning News. Good morning, I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story on the 7 o'clock report. It is breaking news from Bountiful to start off the morning after police say a man is dead following a shooting. Police are not giving us many details just yet, but they do say they are investigating the scene as a homicide. About... One o'clock this morning, uh, the Bountiful Dispatch Center received a report of multiple gunshots in the area of 1950 South. Police Lieutenant Andrew Smith says the man who was shot later died at the hospital. They also tell us that man did not live in the area. We'll continue to work to get more information and pass it along as soon as we get it. Also following a developing story, we've been monitoring these huge flames shooting into the sky just off I-15 in Lehigh. It's a house fire that uh, started last hour. KSL-TV's Kara Bracken arrived on the scene a short time ago and is gathering information. I did talk with that group of neighbors that are here gathered on the sidewalk, and they do say that there were two people inside of that home when this fire broke out, but they were able to get out safely. Again, that's coming from those neighbors here on the side. That said, there are still lots of ambulances, fire trucks, as well as a ladder truck that is putting down water on this home that appears to be a two-story home with the top gone because of the flames. We will pass along more details as we get them. Two bills aimed at giving Utahns tax breaks are now headed to the governor's desk. KSL News Radio's Adam Small begins our live team coverage, Eye on the Hill 2024. Adam? Amanda, the legislature has passed a nearly $170 million bill to reduce the state income tax rate by one-tenth of a percent, dropping it from 4.65 to 4.55 percent. The House and Senate have also passed a bill that expands an $1,000 child tax credit. Now, as it stands now, that credit is only available for kids between ages 1 and 3. But if the governor signs off, it would up that range from 1 to 4 years old. People can claim that tax for each child in that age range if they are that age the last day of a given tax year. Live Adam Small, KSL News Radio. Utah lawmakers also passed a bill increasing the number of kids unlicensed child care providers can watch. Here's KSL-TV's Daniel Woodruff. Christina Robles knows child care. She's licensed, which she says impacts how she operates. Robles is disappointed the legislature just passed a bill boosting the number of kids allowed at unlicensed daycares from 6 to 8. Robles is concerned the changes to the law would take away incentives for people to get licensed. Nine newly passed bills are sitting on the governor's desk this morning. KSL News Radio's Don Brinkerhoff continues our team coverage, Eye on the Hill 2024. Six of the bills are concurrent resolutions. One recognizes the USS Utah, while another creates the Butch Cassidy State Monument. Another makes benefit changes to the state health plan. One celebrates Utah's history of welcoming refugees. One encourages the repeal of the Jones Act, which deals with shipping goods by sea. The sixth resolution declares that there is no value in child sexual abuse material, regardless of whether it's created using recognizable children or by using artificial intelligence. Don Brinkerhoff, KSL News Radio. KSL's top national stories this hour. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear arguments where former President Trump says he has presidential immunity from prosecution in the election interference case. Here's ABC's Perry Russell. Now the Supreme Court will decide once and for all whether a president can be criminally prosecuted for their actions in office. The decision will set a precedent going far beyond Trump. Scholars look back on actions taken by previous presidents, asking, could former President Bush have been prosecuted for enhanced interrogation techniques during the war on terror? And could former President Obama have been prosecuted for the killing of al-Qaeda member Anwar al-Awlaki, a U.S. citizen not given a trial? Earlier this month, the federal appeals court unanimously rejected Trump's immunity claim. 
Republican Senate leader Mitch McConnell is stepping down after 39 years. ABC News contributor Sarah Isker has some insight on who could replace him. It's three Johns, John Barrasso, John Cornyn, and John Thune. And, you know, really we're talking generational change. Mitch McConnell, 82 years old. Two of the three Johns are in their 70s. One of the Johns is in their 60s. So just a huge shift in, I think, the the age cohort that we're talking about here for Republican leadership. McConnell says his age is a major factor in his decision. We should probably clarify, he's not stepping down from his position in the as Senate. Senate. Right, just as leader. Just as Republican leader. Let's get uh, first look traffic here on the 7 o'clock report and go back to Andy Farnsworth. Slowdowns on I-15, pretty minor, but you'll see them a little bit in the on-ramps at uh, 90 South, 7200 South, and 5300 South. Mountain View's backed up over 3500 South. I-15, heavier coming out of Ogden, but still not seeing any extra travel time and through all the way through downtown. And they cleaned up um, all but one vehicle of the crash we had on the Woods Cross on-ramp to North 15. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. The, a federal agency has just ranked the most dangerous type of intersections for drivers. KSL News Radio's Heather Kelly is live with the details. Heather? Amanda, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration reports more than 71% of fatalities which occurred during an intersection crash were at four way exchanges in the Beehive State. That accounts for 235 deaths in Utah over the last five years. Three-way stops, or T interchanges, account for the second highest rate of intersection traffic deaths, followed by Y intersections. Those are areas where the road merges from two different directions into one road. The report is a reminder to drivers to be especially careful when approaching any type of intersection. Live, Heather Kelly, KSL News Radio. A woman has pleaded guilty to causing a fatal head-on crash on Mother's Day. Police say that Nicolette Tovey uh, admitted to texting while driving when she swerved and hit a car, killing one woman and injuring five others, including her two-year-old daughter. Police say she tested positive for methamphetamine at the time. We have an update on the woman's body found in a Brigham City Creek. Police have identified her as Fanny Escalona. She was found unresponsive in the water yesterday morning before later dying at the hospital. Investigators are still working to figure out what happened and how she got there. Solutions to homelessness, crime reduction, and major infrastructure improvements are all goals of Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall. KSL News Radio's Mark Jackson reports. KSL.com reports the unveiling came on Wednesday in a statement from the mayor that includes making further gains on major projects like a Main Street pedestrian promenade, Green Loop, and work on Ballpark Next. New goals include child care, affordable housing, and water conservation challenges. Several environmental goals include the potential of finally opening a 80-megawatt electron solar project in Tooele by the summer. The project has been significantly delayed by international trade and supply chain issues, according to the city. Mark Jackson, KSL News Radio. Beachbound spring breakers will find a new set of rules in some Florida cities. ABC's Andrea Fujii reports. Last spring break, Miami Beach saw two deadly shootings and some 600 arrests. The city's holiday slogan was, come on vacation, don't leave on probation. This year, a new warning to visitors. We're breaking up with spring break. In addition to more police patrols this year, the city plans a midnight curfew, increased DUI checkpoints, $100 parking garage rates for visitors, beach 
access will close at 6 p.m. and sidewalk cafes on Ocean Drive will shut down on the weekend. I used to live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. They used to set up temporary jails on the beach. Oh, no, really? <laughs> in tents or what? In, yeah, they were like tents or even just caged in areas for the people who were out of control drunk. Oh, my gosh. The cities are most worried about the peak spring break period, which is March 8th through the 17th. A look at power rates around the nation shows we pay some of the cheapest prices in the country. KSL News Radio's Tammy Kikuchi reports. A new study puts Utah in the number one position for lowest power rates in the country. Rocky Mountain Power spokesman Dave Eskelson says their energy sources are diverse. We have coal resources, natural gas resources. We have investments in uh, wind power. There's also hydropower. Customer yearly power bills will be a few cents more than $1,047. Eskelson says up to 90% of their power is generated by their own power plants, and their transmission system is one of the largest in the country. He says they've worked hard to reach first place, and they intend to stay there. Tammy Kikuchi, KSL News Radio. 